I heard disturbing news on the radio on my way out yesterday. And I asked my wife, Will God have to repent to Lot and Noah? And the word of the Lord came back to me from His word. Let's read the scripture. Luke 21, 28 says, And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. He said, verse 31, So likewise, when you see these things come to pass, you know the kingdom of God is nigh unto at hand. Verily I said to you, this generation that sees the blossom of the fig tree shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. That's no idle threat. And to the disciples he said, Take heed to yourselves. Be careful. Lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, so that they come up on you unawares. For, as a snare, shall come upon all them that dwell upon the face of the whole entire earth. Watch ye therefore, and pray always, that ye may be accounted worth to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and stand before the Son of Man. If someone turn these boxes off, make sure they're off. I appreciate that. Lord Jesus, we praise you right now. We give you all the glory tonight, today, rather, Lord Jesus. We're taking heed to what you're saying. Give us guidance, we pray, this morning. We're in perilous times, but also prayer times. And precious times. Times of pearls. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for this study this morning. You may all be seated. And my title is After the Rapture. After the Rapture. Can you see with me? After the Rapture. After the Rapture. What's going to happen, Lord Jesus? After the Rapture. We have men and women that don't believe that there's going to be a rapture. Well, it doesn't matter what they believe. God already made up his mind that an event going to take place that we that know him call it the rapture. Now call it what you will. He's going to perform it. But there are some prefaces that must take place. But let me ask you the question. What does he mean in verse 36 that we should pray that we always become worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man? What is he talking about anyway? What is it that I must be careful that I'm kind of worthy to escape things come upon the world. Fanny to be off, please. The Lord said there's coming events that's going to 
snare the world. Now, kids will usually go snaring rabbits or snaring animals and capture them. Animals are smart. They look out for human beings coming and they'll run. But we've learned how to trick them into situations. We entice them. And they come right into a situation that is a trap. And they'll fall into either a ditch or a hole or some foot gripper that grab their legs and they can't run or a string that will catapult them in the treetop and they stay until we come and we capture them. The Lord says our world is being snared. And I think what God means by snare means He is looking like He doesn't exist at all. In spite of the pride, the haughtiness, the blatant, open, violent confession of their sins, and they're not hiding their sins anymore, but the world is confessing openly their crimes and said they have pride in committing these crimes and these atrocities. And there's absolute silence on the part of God. And God is not responding. They even go as far as to tamper with His Word and pervert it on the most rotten scale never done before this generation. This is a generation that said, I am pure in my own eyes. This is a generation that confessed no sins. They said, we have no sins. We are okay. In fact, the generation does not regard God, and they'll even call the Bible abusive, and call the Bible a book of abuse. In fact, the Bible today is daily being blasphemed, his name being blasphemed, his character being maligned by governments, by cults, by religion, by backsliders, and all sorts. And absolutely no response from God. Not even one sign of a response. To the point now where the world is bold and having world pride marches and defiant of God. Even will change His word. By constitution, they will even revolt against God's own divine institutions and dare anybody to tell them otherwise. And they do these things. And every burdened Christian will ask the question, Where is the God of Noah, anyhow? Where is the God of Lot? Maybe God owed an apology to the wife of Lot. And maybe God should go down to hell and tell all those spirits that he drowned with rain that I'm sorry I did this to you and maybe he should go to the five cities he burnt up in the days of Lot and say I repent for what I did to you on the account that I have compromised with this present age I've allowed them to do your sins and greater than your sins and did nothing about it but is that really true or could it be God has a plan? And God will not be provoked by man to hasten up anything. But he will work on time, in time, to bring about on time what he planned. 
The justice of God's will turns slow but grinds short. And so the question is, what's holding God's back? What's holding him back? Here's what's holding God back. You recall the servant came and said, Lord, didn't you plant good wheat? And look what came up. Tears. <laughs> Chaps. That's not what you started out with. Let's go and root it up. Let's respond with anger and wrath and tear it up. He said, just a minute. I can't do that. He said, if I do that, i got some others there I'm going to upset. And I'm not going to destroy the wheat just to get some tares. He said, if I start pulling those tares, I'm going to hurt some wheat. And I'm not about to hurt those wheat. But let them grow together. Let them continue as they are until the time of harvest. Now, this is not God saying to us, come out from among them being separate. Is God going to separate the wheat from the chaff? God is going to separate, amen, the faithful servant from the slothful servant. God is going to separate, amen, the faithful steward from the unfaithful, unreliable steward that did no service. God's going to do it, not us. You don't have the power to do it and the skill. It is God who's going to separate the virgins. He knows the wise from the foolish. He knows the difference. The Lord knows them that are His and those who propose that they belong to Him. God will separate the wheat from the tares and the chaff. He will do that. And he said he will separate the goats from the sheep. And he will separate from that fisher's nut the good fish and the bad fish. When, Lord, at the time of harvest. And I want you to know that the rapture is nothing less and nothing more than the harvest of his souls that belongs to Jesus. And so what is God doing? Now what is God talking about? He said, look, He said to us, there is something in the way. Now, the angel told Lot, I can't burn this place up even though I'm angry with the crowd outside because you're here. I can't do a thing until you leave. After you leave and are gone, I got perfect opportunity to expose my wrath. And God let Noah know I can't send rain while you're outside of the ark. I got to tell you to get on board. <laughs> when you leave, I can act. But until you leave, I can't do anything. When the Lord was with, Amen, talking to a to Jehoshaphat who hang around Ahab. He said, look, I can't do anything because of Jehoshaphat. The prophet says, I can't because I don't want to destroy Jehoshaphat because of Ahab. But God is going to timely separate the righteous 
from the unrighteous, the wicked from the good, those of light from those of darkness. He has a plan. But when is He going to do it? After the separation. You don't ever send in your bombers and your military might to destroy your enemy's army until you call home your ambassadors. And if the church members are ambassadors, then God cannot do a thing right now. The ninth chapter of Ezekiel, go there and read for yourself. God was going to destroy a city. But the problem was he had people in that city. And he gave an angel a charge Slay everybody, but hold back for a moment until I put a mark or a seal in their forehead. So God is not going to have to apologize. God is long-suffering. God is patience. He has not changed His morals. He has not changed His beliefs. He's not changed His Word. He says, Heaven and earth will pass away, and generation will pass away, but His Word shall never pass away at the stroke of a prime minister's pen or a parliamentary edict. It will never happen. Thy Word, O God, is forever settled in the heaven. So what in heaven is God doing then? He's planting a harvest. Hello? God told the angel, death angel in Egypt, you cannot start killing anybody until I allow my servant to go around and put blood on certain houses. Then you can do what you plan to do. Because you're not allowed to go in that house. You can't go there. Now, church... Side by side, corrupt churches and good churches are in existence. Today, false prophets and real men of God are simultaneously on the same stage. Today, the Bible is amongst cultic writings. And there are many false gods among the true God today. But it's not that God has lost his mind. It's not that God forgot to do some separation. He is planting a harvest. I've never seen a farmer's field on fire while the wheat is out there. He always first picked out the what? The wheat that he set the field on fire. And don't expect God to burn up the righteous with the wicked. And don't expect God to condemn the earth while we're still on it. So they got some battle time. Zohar did. Now, he said, pray that you can't work escape. What are we escaping? There is a wrath to come that is going to be worldwide. Now, in your Bible, God said in the book of Isaiah 26, 2021, put it on the board. I mean, he does fat after all. Amen. Thank God it's hot here, but it's more hotter in hell. That's why I want to go to hell. Amen. You don't want to sweat there. You have gnashing of teeth there. 
If you got no teeth, you'll get some dentures so you can gnash them too. So don't worry about it. So the guy said, "Well, what if the guy got no teeth in hell? Well, he'll, he'll, well, distribute some teeth for him, so he can gnash his teeth down there." Amen. Now, Isaiah twenty-six and verse 20, twenty-one. I want to point some things out to you and show what it means. What you're escaping. You need to know what you're running from. You need to know where you're, where you're running to. The Bible says, "Come, my people, and hide thyself in Him." Until the indignation, there is an indignation that is coming on this world right now. What is holding it back? There are some people here that is stopping it from happening. They've got to be taken off the scene. They've got to be removed off the earth. Now the Lord says, I know them that are mine. And God gave a seal that identifies those that are His. Now, everybody I met confessed that they belong to God. I'm not sure which God they mean or Christ, but God says, I know them that are mine, and my sheep knows by voice. Now, He said, there's an indignation coming, and there's also a wrath coming, and that wrath and indignation does not belong to the people that are His. Malachi said, God says, I will spare you as a father spared his son. He said, there's coming a day of burning that the world has never seen. Malachi chapter 3, the first verse and the last verses talk about those things. There's coming a time that the world has never ever seen. Jesus Christ said, it never happened before creation or during creation or it will not be after creation. He's saying there's an escape that you need to be a part of. Because there's a time coming in the world called Great Tribulation, such as the world has never, ever seen. And he ought to know, because he is the Ancient of Days. And he sees generation coming past. And so man has never ever seen what is about to come up on this earth. And said, so pray that you be accounted worthy to escape. Amen. Now, so Jesus Christ is telling his disciples, that, which means you and me and all those who, who believe in Jesus. Now, we know also in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 1 to 3, it tells you again, there's coming a literal, amen, identifiable, from God, wrath that God said you were not appointed to. Now, the word appointed means you were selected. You go to that. When you have an appointment, it means that you weren't voted on. You were just placed there. And God says, I didn't appoint you unto wrath, but to obtain what? Verse 9. Salvation. So what's going to happen after the rapture is gone? When the rapture is gone, the earth is going to be faced with the indignation of God. Now, when I was a kid, <coughs> and the guardian didn't always spank you the first time you did wrong, but they size it up. They said, that's one. That's two. That's three. And friend, when they come to give you a strap, they give you last year's strapping and this year's strapping and the one to come strapping all in one time. <laughs> You get it all in one shot because they stored it up. 
God is storing up His wrath. God is storing up His anger. And He says, I will not forever strive with man. He said, my spirit will always strive with man. And the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 1-3, that there's coming a time when the world will desire peace and not find it. They want safety and will obtain it. Because something's going to happen to our world like it never happened before. Well, here's the good news. Verse 9, I did not appoint you unto wrath. But he also told the disciples, Except ye repent, ye shall also likewise perish. Now, many of you guys don't believe this, but it's true. Anybody in this world that does not believe on Jesus Christ right now, the wrath of God literally is abiding on them. Let me show what I mean by that. Come here, Caleb, come here. You don't know this, but this is true. This is true. Come here. I want you to walk very slowly towards that end. And slowly, slowly. And the wrath of God is waiting to hit him. The wrath of God is on him. He that believe not shall be damned. Huh? He says the wrath of God abide on him by being lived with them. But waiting to be unfolded. It cannot be until God release it. But it's following him. And when he got converted, God said, He is passed from death to life. How can he pass from death to life if he wasn't there dead? But God said, When you believe on him and you get converted, you're passed from death unto life. And so the wrath, thank you, son, the, the wrath of God is on man, but not yet released. Did you know this world has a reservation? When I go to a hotel to, to overnight, I have to first call in and make a what? A reservation. Chapter 3 of Second Peter describes how this earth is reserved for what? Fire! You guys don't know that? Reserved for fire where the elements shall melt with fervent heat. But God can't do it while we're in it. Give an example. Here is Israel in Egypt. In Egypt, God's going to destroy Egypt, right? So what did He do? He moved Israel out of Egypt and put them into Goshen. The plagues never touched Goshen. All the atrocities that took place in those days when God's wrath was on them, it never touched the people of God. Because there was an immunity God gave them. God gave them a seal of covering. Hello? And so they were covered by that protective act. And so when they left Egypt, God broke the back of Egypt. When God took Rahab out of Jericho, then the wall fell down and everything collapsed. I'm trying to tell you, after the rapture, cataclysmic activity is going to take place on a level never seen or known by humanity. So how can we describe it? First thing I want you to know, God said there's a hiding place in Him in the 26th chapter of Isaiah and verse 2. We know in verse 20 and 21 that hiding place is in Christ. Our life is hid with God in Christ. There is no hiding place on earth outside of Jesus Christ. So you've got to make sure you chose the right hiding place. 
It's like the foundation the guy will build on the sand. God said he's a fool because he didn't build on my saying. And many people are not building on his saying. They're building their own foundation. But the house is going to collapse. Then we're told in chapter 5, verse 9 of 1 Thessalonians that we're not appointed to wrath. What does that mean? You're not for wrath. I'm going to show you an example. World War II. There's a movie I saw many years ago before came to church. <clears throat> There's a lot of people to be killed. And this guy came by and looked in the crowd and saw somebody that he felt he knew and went in there and pulled this person out. This person didn't know why they were being pulled out. They were resisting it, but he pulled them out anyhow. And said, look, these guys are going to the gas chamber. And I don't want you to go there. In other words, God is pulling you out of the fire that's coming upon this world. And He knows if you're down here, you're going to be burnt up with them. And He doesn't want that. So He's got a thing called, We shall be taken in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. Changed in such a manner that whatever is coming on the world make you the untouchable. <clears throat> Put you in a position where you are unreachable. And Jesus Christ said, strive to enter in. Fight to get in there. Mediocrity will not take you there. Don't procrastinate. He said, press your way in. Because it's a time as never, ever seen before on this earth. I'm going to show you what he's talking about. Now, Luke 21, 24 says, There must come first the end of the Gentiles. You don't know this, but every one of you is given a cup of grace. The world is given a space called the times of the Gentiles. This time of the Gentiles was seen in Daniel chapter 2. There are four kingdoms in that image. In that image in Daniel chapter 7, they're called the four beasts striving on the earth. In Revelation chapter 7, they're called, this is now the four winds of the earth. And they want to do some things on earth, which when they do it, it will reveal the wrath of evil men like you've never ever seen on this earth. Now there are two categories of wrath coming upon this world once the church is gone. The wrath is like three. The wrath of the beast through the devil. Amen. Coming on this world. The wrath of Satan and the wrath of God. Now anybody who's left behind will be subjected to those wrath. And those who are taken off the earth have escaped. The word escape means something was unfolding on you, and you, by some happening stance, escaped the impact of what's taking place. The word escape means you could have been, should have been, but God pulled you away from it. Now, take that serious, because it's going to happen in your lifetime. You folks don't know it. We are right now bordering on World War III. We are right now at the verge of nuclear possibilities on a level that make Hiroshima look like a joke. I'm talking about when it's done, it is so catastrophic that God has to come down like He did at the Tower of Babel 
to stop it. He said if he didn't come and put an end to what was about to take place, no flesh would be saved. I'm saying to you, you don't want to be on earth in those days. You want to be among those that were counted worthy to escape. What is about to unfold on this earth, this earth is going to pass away by what's going to take place. Even I is going to fly away. And so, when the end of the Gentiles take place, then thereby reasoning, there must have been a beginning of the Gentiles. Now, all you guys are Gentiles. If you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. Acts 15 and verse 14. Here's why we preach so hard to you. We are preaching an escape doctrine. We're preaching that Noah, get on the ark or, or die. Drown. We're saying this time God's not going to rain down water, going to rain down fire. Hello. And there are two powers of the heaven. The powers of men, missiles, and satellites. And the powers of God to move the universe in such a way where the stars fall upon the earth. Now, here we're told that God did visit the Gentiles. And then chapter 21, 24, we're told that visitation is over. When that visitation is over, you cannot be saved. It's just like somebody who died. One second after they die, they cannot be saved again. They lost their chance or they make it. Either they made or they lost their chance. Well, they cannot be saved in the grave. There's no repentance in the grave. Once you die, lost, you stay lost. It says, when the tree falls to the ground, it remains in that status. Are you with me? And so, that's how it was. And that's how it's going to be. Now, the Bible says here in Second Thessalonians, chapter 2 and verse 7. Go there, please. And look on the board. It says here, For the word iniquity means rebellion and lawlessness, which we are seeing right now. We're in an age called where they despise governments. Everybody despises governments. You talk about it. And how they would uh, speak evil of dignitaries. They have slander and, 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 and innuendos. Our world is filled with that today. So we're seeing these things are happening. And the Lord said, when you see them happening, you ought to respond. You ought to have a proper response. Your response should be, where can I find my left hand? How can I parachute out of here? How can I make my calling an election sore? Where can I get my passport so I become worthy to walk out of here? You may not take this seriously, honey. But we'll tell you right now, the Middle East right now is about to explode. The Middle East is the beginning of civilization. In fact, there's no such thing in the Middle East. It's North Africa. That's the cradle of man. That's where the future of this earth will be decided. And even though you're, you're at liberty in Canada, the war will eventually come to your doorsteps. It's in the incubation period right now, but it will rise up one day. And you have to face the same thing we face in the Middle East. When God moves His hand of mercy compassion on this world. You ought to be glad that you can go anywhere in the city and in this country without meeting soldiers with guns at every point, stopping you 
and pointing at you. But this won't always be this way. The time is coming when evil men will wax worse and worse and seducers will wax worse and worse and every government will be fighting for survival because of the kind of release of angels, literally angels that were in the abyss in hell itself are going to be released upon the face of the earth. You understand that? I'm talking about God opening up hell and those angels that he had to chain of darkness in chapter 9 of Revelation are going to re- release them on the earth but not when the church is around. Oh guys, get the message. We are only dealing right now with the spirit of the Antichrist but there is coming a man that will be that Antichrist you don't want to be here because he's going to compel you to do what he wants. You're going to take his mark. You're going to condone his belief system, his morality, his religion, and you have a choice. And so God said, while you have a choice, seek the escape route and get out of here before everything come apart. Let me explain this to you. Here's Jehu. That the man of God anointed to be king over is over Samaria, and the Bible said Jehu went to the house of Baal and said, "Now, boys, go in there and find every Jehovah worshippers, everybody who worships Jehovah, get them out of here." What did he plan to do, folks? Kill off every Baal worshippers, but he could not do it with Jehovah worshippers there who are not supposed to be there in the first place. But God be merciful like he was to Lot and his wife grabbing them by the hands and said get every Jehovah worshiper out of this place get them out of here kick them out. They threw them out. And when they did that, not church, when they left, you know what happened? The word came put your sword on and slay man, woman, and child. Not one should live. And if anyone escaped, you're going to die for that person. It's the same thing with the coming of the Lord for the church of Jesus Christ. Not one of your hair will be left behind if you're supposed to go. Nobody will go by mistake, and nobody will be forgotten behind. <laughs> Come on, beloved. I'm trying to tell you, man. After the rapture, you're going to find out who the, the virgins are, and who the terrors are, and who the bad sheep are, the goats are, and who, amen, the bad fishes are. Because nothing will be left behind that should be gone. And so the Bible said they kill them, all the worshipers. Now, when the Gentile time is gone, and I know people telling you that it's not so, but it will go. The 12th chapter of Daniel. Go there, please, on the board. The same time. And look at verse 9. Daniel is told, seal the book. I'm going to put it this way, folks. This is me. The world don't call these guys magicians anymore. And astrologers and soothsayers. We call them scientists. Well, it's the same thing. Just a modern name and they have an answer for everything that's happening in our world what the research says 
What did Dr. So-and-so say? Who created the world, Darwin? And we got all these prognosticators. But not one of them can read the writing on the wall. Nor can they read the emblems in the sky. They can tell the weather, but they can't tell what time it is. They do not know God's time clock. They have no actual knowledge of it. You understand that? And they prognosticate and they lie. They, they, they deceive people. But they have not the answer. You know what? It is sealed. It's hidden from the eyes of the wise and the prudent. And revealed unto babes and the suckling. So God is telling Noah, move with haste. Everybody ask him, what's the word? What's the fuss? He said, I hear from God. Well, Noah, you, 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 you've got a problem, Noah. And Lot is moving with, with, with haste. And I said, Lot, yeah, you've been to the, to the, the bar last night. Go, go, go to bed, Lot. But we are doing the same thing. Why are we going to church? So much the more as we see the day approaching. Why do you go to church so often? So much the more as I see the day approaching. Because he that will come shall come and will not tarry. You've got to be ready. You can't be getting ready to escape the things coming upon the world. The people are forced to be refugees to escape the war at home. A few have escaped, but a whole lot perish. Now, folks, listen to me now. We know in Scripture, the 12th chapter of Daniel, verse 9, they're told to what? Seal the book! Chapter 2 of Daniel, chapter 7, and chapter 12 of Daniel is fulfilled in the book of Revelation. It's not some story I'm telling you. I'm telling the church, this is the most up-to-date report you're getting You'll never get this on CNN or CBC. I'm telling you what God is doing right now. And I'm telling you the door to the Gentiles is about to be closed. And the fig tree is blossoming. And God is about to graft her back in her natural plant. And cut us out and cut us off. And we're going to face the wrath of God. Except we escape the things coming upon this world. Read the 24 chapter of the book of Matthew. It's very plain. I don't feel to see this this morning. I feel informed. And because I'm informed, I'm being reformed. I'm acting differently. Praise God. I'm not missing for you. You may think I am, honey. But honey, you, you miss this trip, my friend. And, you know, an airplane, you may catch the next flight, but there's no other flight. Honey, once this flight is gone, you missed it. There won't be another flight coming. So, Daniel's told, seal the book until the time of the end. You know how I know I'm in the time of the end? In the end of time, God sent forth His only begotten Son. Is that right? The coming of Jesus Christ marked the beginning of the end time. And the beginning of the end time have latter days, latter time, and the end of time. And beloved, we are in the end of time. I'm going to give some of the words that are going to shock you. I believe from 948, the fig trees start blossoming. I can prove to you the fig tree means Israel. 
Oh. I can go through the scripture and show you in other times. I don't, I don't do it right now. That means Israel. Israel have 70 years to get our act together. Do you know what Hitler did was prophesied in Ezekiel 37? Israel didn't know it. Preachers didn't know it. And those of the valley of dry bones, the God said, can they live? And the prophet said, God only you know. But she's a mighty army. But she has no spirit in her. But she will have a spirit in her. Because the Bible said, they prophesied to the wind. Hey? And the Holy Ghost is like a what? A wind. The wind blow it where it listeth. And now here's this. Come on, folks. Give us the message. Wait, listen, I'm trying to tell you deep, deep truths here. Amen. And the wind bloweth, and the day of Pentecost, the wind start blowing. And the wind start blowing on Israel first. And they first had the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They're the first fruit under God. And then we Gentiles got grafted in 18 years later, and here we are, and God said, now it's about enough. I'm going to cut off the Gentiles and bring the Jews back into their own fig tree and bless their heart. But in the meantime, I'm trying to save from all nations, giving them tongues, come in the house of God. Now, folks, if you've ever been on a ship, they practice, you're on a lifeboat. And sometimes those ships don't have enough lifeboats for everybody. And you know who's going to be left behind. They try to go for certain people that are almost guaranteed to get on. And there's some people know they're guaranteed to be left behind. You can tell that. And you know, pandemonium is going to start when it starts sinking. Hello. And only a few are going to make it. And only a few in Noah's day made it. Only a few left Sodom. And only a few are going to make it off this earth. And only a few in the last day are going to make it. Now, folks, what is Jesus Christ talking about? We read in the Scripture that Jesus Christ... In chapter 6 of Revelation, go there please, I want to point out the four, the four wrath of man that God's holding back. Let me tell you, friend, you don't know this. On D-Day, these countries brought out some weaponry that can kill and overkill us. They brought weaponry out when it's released in the atmosphere, just breathing it, and you caught them fire and die. It will just suffocate you. Just the breathing alone of what they're going to release. Chemical warfare. That if they release it, friend, you can't control the wind when it starts blowing. Hello? And in every era, God always have an escape plan. Look at an example. When you go to chapter 7 very quickly in Revelation, and what did God say to the angels, of the four angels, the four women of the earth? That means the four superpower of this earth wants to hurt this earth because they're led by demonic spirits. Demonic spirits control the superpower of our world. And those superpower are always debating and hasty and carrying on, but they never can come to a place where they can release their weaponry because we're here. And God is not finished doing the work of building this church. So they're not going to blow this thing up while we're here. But when he gets the last crop in, he don't care what happened. Blow it if you want to say, let's turn men over to what they want to be. They want humanism. Give it to them. 
The worst thing God could ever do to a man is turn him over to his own reprobate mind. The restrainer is the Holy God who's stopping this earth from doing things that could destroy the earth and destroy each other. Now, folks, what does God say we should escape from? Look in chapter 7. It tells you in chapter 7, Revelation, verse 1 and 2, look for yourself. Here are four evil angels ready to hurt the earth. I'm going to ask you, are you on the earth? Oh, we're going to tell me, I'm going to dig me a foxhole, big joke. They got bombs, honey. We got missiles on the ground. Huh? We got all kind of weaponry for above ground, in the sky, below the ground. You can't escape. Even they know they can't escape. Why do you think they want to go to Jupiter and Mars and Venus? Because they're looking for a way out. But the only hiding place is the rapture. The only hiding place is to be caught up to meet Him in the sky, in the third heavens, in paradise, where no devils can come. Church, are you listening to me? I know I sound like Brother Noah, and a lot sound pretty stupid. But what do you think I find real? Worst of all, you're left behind. Hallelujah. Hurt not the what? When I'm in Hiroshima, that missile hurt Japan. Huh? What happened in Russia recently when the nuclear activity went off? It hurt Russia. Nobody can live in that area today. Nothing grows. Nothing plants. And I'm telling you, friend, point it towards Canada and New York and Russia and Moscow and London and Paris, amen, and Germany, Munich, are missiles from each other ready to be released. But God controls the kings of the earth. The heavens rule. The heavens control. He said, Pharaoh, I raise you up for this moment. When God tells a man to eat grass like an ox, he will do the same thing. And when God speaks to a donkey to speak like a man, he'll speak up. And when God tells a bird to feed a man in the wilderness, he'll do it. And when God tells the devils to do their dirty job, they'll do it. Hallelujah. You want to escape, honey? I'm giving you a reason to seek an escape out of this world. Most churches are not preaching it. Most saints who attend church don't even have a clue what I'm talking about. Never even heard it preached one time. Never mind this time. And think I'm wasting their time. But honey, I take every drill on a ship seriously. I take every security precaution given by the stewardesses very seriously. When pandemonium start, honey, you're going to forget where the exits are. And I want to know where the exit is, my friend. And the Bible is my exit. God's telling me how to get out of this terra firma. He said, pray that you become the word to escape. Pray that you become the word to stand before the Son of Man in that day. Pray that you don't 
go down with the world. Crack into Jesus. You know, I could be able to write, write the evangelist and all this nice thing that lies. It's a lie. The four winds. Turn to Revelation. Let me show you what's coming from the Lord. Chapter 9. And when you have time, go home and look at it. Look who is coming after the earth. I'm going to give you a little, a little revelation of who's coming on. In the river Euphrates, right where Iraq is. Hello? And Iran. Huh? And Israel. You know what's going to happen? It tells you in about one and a half hour, God is going to release all the demons that were in chain of darkness since God kicked the devil out of heaven. God is about to release them. They have hair like woman, teeth like a dragon, and fire in their mouth. And the Bible said before them, it's like the Garden of Eden. And behind them is like the ruin of Sodom. That means when they begin to release their anger and their wrath. You say, well, I don't believe it. God said in chapter 12 of the book of Revelation, the devil has come down with great what? Wrath. And God said, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. What does woe mean? Distress and anguish and tribulation and problems. It won't be tribulation, honey. It won't be pride marching down the street. It will be men run to foxhole and try to hide under the rocks. And the rocks going to say, I got no hiding place for you. I need a place to hide also. Only one place to hide. Let Jesus Christ take you where he lives. Let's worship God. Look who's over these devils. What's his name called? I wish to God you look up his name. Apollyon and Abaddon. I wish you would look up these names and find out these names are being used today. Devils! From the bombless pit. It was a sad thing when the Lord took away his spirit from Saul and the evil spirit took over. He ended up committing suicide. Every person who commits suicide has the same experience. They lost that protection. Now, folks, I want to take you somewhere very quickly. In chapter 6 of Revelation, go there. I'm going to show you only four. And the rest, you can look up for yourself, because I see you want to go home. But, honey, you just spend time and think about this. You need to have an insurance. I never go to the United States of America without an insurance policy on that plane. If it crashed, I can't know a thing about it. But if anything else beside that happened, I want to make sure I have a policy. You don't want to look for a policy after you're in a crash, in a trouble. Amen? Because one little hospitalization could cost you $10 million. You need to seek a friend before you need one. And make Jesus become your friend. Make him a friend right now. Paul said to write to the Christians who are falling by the wayside, tell them not to forsake they're assembling together of themselves. What do we call that in fire drill? What do we call that? Muster station. Show up at the muster station. But when the rescue mission show up, you're going to be accounted for. Amen. We've got a roll call. Come on, somebody. 
He said, make your calling and election sore. That would be secure. Spend some time and make sure that you're on the list to leave this earth. Now, Daniel couldn't do it. Jesus Christ was allowed to do it because he's the man of men. Look at this here. In chapter 6 and verse 1 to 2, there's a white horse. In chapter 6 and verse 3 to 4, there's a red horse. In chapter 6 and verse 5 to 6 is a black horse. In chapter 6, verse 7 to 8 is a pale horse. Four cataclysmic activity when God takes his hands of the superpower of our world. Please, if you plan to stay behind, read your faith. Read what you're going to go through. Read the fine prints. And he said, the only way you're going to mess up is if you get drunk or you go to sleep or your heart is overcharged with suffering that you pay no attention to the biblical fine prints and you'll be caught unaware and you'll be taken away with them. And it didn't have to be there. Now, the white, number one, the white horse, who is this guy? This is the same guy mentioned in chapter 2 of Second Thessalonians. It's called the man of sin. I hear folks who will, I will not take the mark of the beast. I will not, my friend, you will be beheaded. You say, I don't believe they're going to behead anybody right now in Iraq. Two hundreds. Huh? Huh? Muslims were beheaded by their opposite factions. It's common practice now to behead people. It's now so common, it's no longer news. It will trickle all the way to the United States and Canada. You say, what will happen? God says, the whole earth, the entire world. Well, God, I don't believe it. Well, God said, that's your problem. Hello? Beheading people. As if they're a cow. This man, this white horse, is going to come, and the Bible says, all those that didn't obey the gospel are going to obey his religion. Because God said, I will choose their delusion. I will make them believe in him. In other words, God going to support him. Because I said, look, We don't want no church. We don't want no Bible. We don't want no witnessing. Do us Bible thumping. And God said, fine. Have it your way for seven years. And see how you like it. And the first three and a half years is World War III in its height. And the Bible said, God, take his hand off them. Now, when this man revealed the impact of his coming is in verse 3 and 4. Wars... Not just rumors of wars. Wars like you've never seen that red horse. Symbolic of blood. Amen. Everywhere. Every country. Every part of the earth will be involved. You know, Canada have no nuclear weapon. I see Canada playing game with Russia. But Russia can blow Canada off the map in a second. Canada's no match for Russia. 
Only in words. But Russia have missiles that can blow Canada apart. Hello? And Canada has no defense against them. And we'll all be killed. It takes one error of your prime minister to plunge us into a war. And that error can cost every one of us our lives. Like Hitler make a mistake and cause Germany a peril in World War II. Think about it. Who is your God? I want to ask you today. Are you ready for the white horse of the apocalypse? Are you ready for the red horse of the tribulation period? It says when he comes, peace shall be taken from the earth and they shall kill one another. If you think to come by and act in all these places is, is a problem today, you haven't seen atrocities yet. Jesus said, on a level, never happened since man was created. When it's all over, church, only one-third of the earth will remain. Why? So he can reign over it with a lot of iron. Will you be in that one-third survive? I doubt it. To the fearful and unbelieving will be the first one that killed. Hello? Then he talks about the, the third seal. Are you ready for famine like you've never seen? Let me tell you, friend, don't be fooled by the shopping mall and Walmart. In those days, you won't have Walmart and McDonald's. It won't be there. You think we're in a fourth world country, not a third world country. People become cannibals. You think there'll be animal rights around that day? Not one animal will survive the cannibalistic behavior of humanity. People eating each other. Gross cannibalism. All because God withdraw His favor from them. And they end up with a mind like Nebuchadnezzar eating grass like an ox. Only civility on earth today is the mind of Christ. Our society was built on Judeo Christian values. You take that out, and we're back in the jungle in the caves. That's why we're stapling our nose, our body parts, and all that, and tattooing as if we're some billboard to be painted on. Come on! And paint our hair that masquerades. You can't blame Africa anymore. Africa's in Canada. Canada's African now because they're more like the jungles and Africans don't do that anymore. Africans stop lacerating their foreheads and their faces. But the Canadians are doing it. The Americans are doing it. Hello. What about the third rider? Are you ready to face the third seal when it's open? And I heard him say, come and see. I saw a black horse, a pair of balances, it says, and I heard a voice says, a measure of wheat for a penny, and three men, the body, body is the lowest quality, non-nutritional food there is. You think you're going to have supplemental food to eat? You know, proteins and carbohydrates and fats and minerals. You ain't going to have that, honey. You'll eat anything that moves. I'd be glad to eat it. When famine comes, that means your wage 
if you can find a job, and first of all, you can't find a job, except you take the mark six, six, six. That means you're doomed, damned, gone. No hope. Anybody who take that mark is forever cut off. Well, I won't take that mark. You won't have a choice. Because you'll be, you'll be bewitched by sorcery. By lying miracles. Like Simon the sorcerer bewitched those who didn't know the truth. So will you be bewitched also. I'm talking about after the rapture. Well, there will be no rapture. Well, you hang around, baby. You believe that lie and be damned if you want to. But right now I'm safer than you are. If I believe there is a rapture and there was not one, I didn't lose anything. But if you tell me there is none, and there was one, you will be left behind. And you gamble like a fool did. And then we see the fourth beast. Look at that. Look at that beast coming up out of the earth. The fourth one is open. And I hear a voice that come and see, and I look, a pale horse. Death and hell followed him. Honey, hell is not going to freeze over. Let me tell you something about hell. Hell is in a building program. Hell is like Calgary and McMurray. We didn't have enough room to house those coming in. So we're running out of room, and God said, let's expand the walls a little wider. For the nations that forget God shall be what? Turn into hell. Church, I'm telling you the truth. It's about time the people of God know this. Do not be deceived by the world and their complacency. They have pride. They're marching in their pride. They openly confess their sin. And they are challenging God. But it's not that God is slack. And I know the church is wondering, where is God? Why is God not responding? Look what they're doing to His Bible. Look what they do to His church. Uh, look how government can shut us down. Uh, and look what happened, honey. Egypt went on for a while until God rose up. As a Pharaoh, that's enough! And time will tell me, uh, fail me, to go into the sixth seal where the wrath of God is now revealed. The first four seal is the wrath of men. But after the sixth seal released, there are three woes coming up. Those woes come in the form of seven trumpets and seven vials. Read chapter 8 and 9 and read about the seven trumpets. Read about the ecology of our world. When the water turned to blood. Can you imagine? You're fishing. All of a sudden, the water turned absolute red blood. Can you imagine? All of a sudden, the moon's quit shining. And the sun stopped giving her light. And the grass of the earth burned up. And all the sustenance of man ceased to exist. When God said, I'll show you who the boss is. I own this earth. Can you imagine when islands like England and Caribbean and all the little islands start to flee away at the earthquakes of God? Tsunami will look like nothing. Earthquakes will look like nothing when the earth starts moving on its axis and like a chase roll and running here and there. What are you going to do if you're on it, my friend? And to make matters work, the, the, the stars start falling. <laughs> 
and the elements start burning like fervent heat. Has God gone? Has God gone? If you ever study the life of an eagle, it's very interesting. The eagle make a nest, and under the nest are spikes and anything debris she could find. And then she put cottons on top of it. And it's nice and smooth. Then she lay her eggs. And those little eggs are, are formed. And they enjoy that posturpedic, you know, uh, body adjustment bed they can lay. But one day, mother, eagle comes in there, and she get mad. So it's time to shake them up. And she starts picking out the softness and the what the comfort they used to. And the old chick said, what's, what's wrong with mom? She's gone mad. Start using her wings and knocking all the cottons and all the, the softness. She's knocking it out. And they exposed the spikes. And they didn't know all along that below the soft comfort ease there were spikes. Beloved, let me tell you, there is a fire below this earth that we said we love so much. It's burning. It's called black heat. It is so black you can't even see the darkness of it. You see, heat comes in fringes. They come in color bands like the rainbow. Hallelujah. But when it gets so hot, and so hot, it becomes black heat. That's why it's called the utter blackness, where there's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. God said, well, hell better freeze over. No, friend. Nuclear weapons, fire cannot be put up by water. It atomized the water. And just, you can't put a nuclear fire out with water. Think about it. And by the way, there was no water around because every water turned blood. Every tree dried up. Everything stinks. The whole world stinks. And God said, all right, come on, you uh, weathermen. Forecast the weather. I've been to Pompeii. You've been to Pompeii? We saw statues like this. They were caught in so many positions. Because their scientists told them not to worry. And the volcanic activity told them more than once, I'm going to erupt. Leave while you can. Oh, the scientists said, nothing's going to happen. It's just a, you know, anomaly. Don't worry about it. <coughs> more ashes. I'm telling you, friend, it was a comfort to a fool. There are babies there. We've got people with us who could not watch those things. Some of our visitors with us could not even stand a seat. They were broken in spirit. When they saw babies, pregnant mothers, caught, ashes, they become mummified by the ashes. And they kept it for us to see. And I think it's going to be worse than that. Because God said, we have never seen anything on the level that's about to unfold on this earth. And he's trying to tell you, get off it while you can. Would you bow your heads? Is there anybody here that planned to miss the rapture? 
Can I sing I'll see you in the rapture? Or will it be you're missing from the rapture? What did Jesus Christ mean? What does He know? He said there would be a time of trouble like never since there was a man upon the earth. What is He talking about? Apostle, they shall not escape. Jews said, vengeance. Peter said, burning with fervent heat. The elements. You know what I mean? Temperatures beyond human in- can endure. Church, can you sing that song? I'll see you in the rapture. Can you really sing them and mean it today? I believe by 1918, by 2018, a generation that saw Israel become a nation will be fulfilled. Therefore, I don't believe I'm too far away from seeing a world change. The world will change to martial law overnight. Today, you got civil liberty, and tomorrow's gone. Without any warning, it's like changing the currency of your dollar bill. The government will consult you. Just one day you wake up and say, look, it doesn't work that much more anymore. When you first had it, it was worth a hundred pennies. And without your consultation, they changed it. It won't work 95 cents. Anybody here? I'll see you in the rain.